I really find that kind of staying the course and staying consistent on a regular basis and committing. Right now we have our uh, September sales challenge going on in CEO Mom Academy. And the goal, like literally the, the challenge is showing up and selling every day, which means showing up and making an offer every day, whether that's publicly or whether it's behind the scenes, sending a follow-up, sending a private invitation to a new offer, adding a CTA to your Instagram stories, whatever it is, showing up and making an offer every single day for the rest of September. And I'm committing to it too, by the way. Welcome to the Raising Your Business podcast. I'm your host, Yael Bendahan, founder of CEO Mom Academy, Mama 5, and lifelong reading addict. This podcast is here to empower moms to run their businesses and lives like the powerhouse CEO they are. I want you to believe that you can have the business success you desire and be present with your family and to give you my best tips and strategies for how to make that happen. I'll be sharing the honest reality of balancing motherhood and business, business models that work for you, marketing with simplicity, and the mindset of CEO mom. Now, let's dive in. Hello, hello, my friend. Welcome back. And today we are going to be talking all about what my most successful clients have in common. So, I actually, I like privately renamed this the seven habits of highly successful clients because I just thought it was cool. And also I came up with seven ideas. A while ago, my client Elizabeth asked me this question. What do mo your most successful clients have in common? What do they, what have you found is our, is the best indicator of success in your clients? And I'm like, oh my God, amazing question. And so I cast my mind back to all my clients that I've had or currently have and myself and my friends. And I've come up with a few qualities and mindsets that I can tell will predict their success no matter where they currently are in business. But before we get started, I just want to remind you that this week, Wednesday, which is if you're listening to this when it, the episode lands, it is tomorrow. My Q4 Sales Money Mind is beginning. I'm going to be teaching my Q4 Sales Explosion Masterclass or how to turn your Q4 into an explosion of sales and set yourself up for longer term sales down the road. And I'm going to be including a two week coaching mini mind. With all of my Black Friday email swipes, a step-by-step -step planner to turn your Q4 into rivers of profit, a group chat for support, and two extra coaching calls to make sure you get all of your questions answered. It's going to be $77 until we start, and then the investment is going to go up to $111. So make sure to hop in now if you want to hear the in-depth review of my Black Friday sales strategies that work even with a small audience and even if you're a crazy busy mom like me. Hop over to yaelbenhen.com slash moneymind. The link is going to be in the description or the show notes. And just join us now because the price will go up. And I don't know what I'll be selling this masterclass for, but it definitely will not be less than 77 for sure. And probably more because honestly, it is if you can make five figures from this, like what do you think it's worth? I don't know. A lot. Okay, check it out. Join us now and let's dive in. So my goal for you in this episode is to walk away with exactly what to embody to be the most successful CEO mom that you absolutely can be. And so I'm going to share seven things that my most successful clients have in common that I've noticed really is an indicator of their long-term success and not just in the short term, the quick kind of cash injection, like sexy win, but not, long, not super long-lasting sort of stuff. The ones that are really going to stay the course and make it happen. So the first thing that my most successful ha clients have in common is that they are coachable but confident. Now, what does that mean? I find that there's definitely, for me, I know that I have struggled with my own self-confidence. That is probably my biggest, that is probably my, the biggest work I have to do on myself is like just taking ownership and like taking, like just going forward and being like, yes, I know what the heck I'm doing. Let me just do it. Someone who is coachable but confident is willing to take advice and work through their blocks, optimize when they're getting advice, take critique on their offers, and take feedback in a good-natured way, but they're also confident enough to push back and tell me when something won't work for them. So 
there's been many times and I'm like, what if you did this? And what if you offered this kind of thing? And then some of my clients would be like, oh my God, should I do that? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, do, how do you feel about that? Does that feel right for you? And the people who are like, yeah, that feels really good for me. Or the ones who are like, you know what? I don't, I think that I want to just change this a little bit because this doesn't feel right. You can tell when they know what is truly aligned to them and their personality and their offers. And there is something just very beautiful about that in general, like knowing that they are able to be coached. They are willing to get the advice, get the coaching, get the co ask for help because that's why you hire someone like me, right? But they're also able to look at it from their point of view and be confident enough to push back when necessary. Because again, I am not in your business. I don't have your life. And I've had this many times where a coach has said, why don't you do this? And I'm like, I really can't do that, right? I've had people say to me, why don't maybe just book out, book out your calendar with sales calls? And I'm like, that'd be really nice, except I really can't. I literally can't. I don't have time to book myself out with sales calls because I, my time is booked out, right? And I'm like, I need to be able to create enough marketing collateral that it sets the stage and does most of the selling for me so I can continue selling the DMs because I do not have, I just really don't have the time to be on sales calls. I don't want to be locked up in my office all night and ignoring my children. That's just not how I want to run my life, right? You want someone who is going to be coachable, right? They're able to take advice, but also confident enough to push back when necessary. So that is the first thing. And I think that's a really important thing as well because, um, and we're going to get to this towards the end when we talk about ownership, but being able to see your coach as a coach and not a savior is a huge deal. Okay, that's the first thing, coachable but confident. The second thing is that they take the small steps that compound even if they're not seeing immediate results. So I want to talk about some of my clients for a minute. Their names are Sammy and Kylie. They have a company called The Funnel Flippers, and they joined my program very burnt out. They were building funnels. They were launching things for clients. They were doing all kinds of really cool stuff. They're really good at what they do. They're amazing marketing managers and optimizers, but they were completely burnt out. They were like, we had our biggest month ever, but it was like the worst month ever because, yeah, we made the most money, but we were like schmatas, as they'd say in Yiddish, like by the end of it, we were just completely exhausted and there was like no boundaries and we are just like putting out fires every five seconds for clients that like did not know how to stay within boundaries. We didn't know how to set them. And so what we did was working on turning their messaging from we build funnels, which was like pretty generic to we optimize your launch funnels for evergreen, right? So they will take people's funnels that work and make them better, or they'll take their launch funnels that work and turn them into evergreen funnels that can sell on autopilot. And they were like, okay, this is what we're doing. And they consistently showed up with their new messaging and posted content on a regular basis. I know because I was watching them. And they pointed this out and on, on a call, one of our coaching calls, but it added up slowly, right? And, and every time they would ask me a question, I'd be like, here's what I think you should do here. Like, how does that feel for you? They'd be like, okay, yes, we'll do it. And they, can, they committed to showing up little by little over and over again. And it did add up. It did take some time, right? It's not going to be an overnight success, especially if you're switching your messaging and you're like honing in a whole new message, a whole new brand, a whole new focus for your offers. But by the time they were six months into my program, they were completely booked out with five figure months. And they literally were like, we have too much free time. We don't even know what to do with ourselves. And I was like, okay, that's not a bad problem to have. And the truth is the reason why they got to this place was because they were a little nervous about niching down. I'm not going to lie. They were like, oh my gosh, but like, we're going to be eliminating all these other potential clients we could have. And I was like, yes, I know. So they were coachable, but they were confident. They're like, okay, fine. Like we're willing to take that advice and stay the course. They went in on this new messaging and they it really worked for them because they kept going. And what I really find is, and this is again, I'm honestly, whenever I coach my clients, I'm coaching myself too. 
And it's and the cool thing is that my coach, Helen, whenever I come to her with an issue, she'd be like, what would you tell a client if they are coming to you with this problem? And that would be able to look at it from like a coaching perspective and not just like a personal kind of, oh my God, I'm in this help kind of perspective. And I was really able to come up with a lot more solutions. So I'm a very, naturally, my personality is a very like all or nothing sort of thing, right? I do not like taking little steps for long-term goals. I don't. I like to just go big or go home. That's I'm like, either my house is spotless or it's a disaster. Either I will, if I'm cleaning my office, I will make it completely Pinterest worthy or it will just have a gigantic pile of rubbish in the corner for, for months and months. I'm a very, I'm a very like extreme kind of person naturally. And it's taken a lot of work for me to be able to trust that the consistent daily actions really do add up over time. And I've seen this so clearly, not just with my clients, but also with myself. When I'm able to show up consistently like that is when people just start noticing you because they're just keep showing up in their feed over and over again. And I've had like literally like random people in my mastermind reach out and be like, oh my God, how are you so consistent on social media? And I actually have been less consistent over the past few months or so. Like I've not been as, because I've been working on just changing some things and optimizing things and working on a bunch of backend projects. And the thing is though, I have noticed that like I know in my own heart that like I'm not being as consistent as I want to be, which is okay because there's different seasons for different things. But the point is around me, people are still, I've literally had someone say, wow, you're, how are you, how do you keep showing up? I'm like, I'm not showing up. They're like, I see you all the time. And I'm like, okay, yeah. But the, the reason why I'm able to do that is because I'm able to capitalize on the consistency that I had before. And people are just used to seeing me. So they're not going to remember, oh, she didn't post for a few days. They'll be like, oh yeah, here's Yael posting again. So I just want to encourage you, and I'm going to be talking about this. I actually speak about this in my Mom Boss Musings podcast, which I'll, I'll put the link in the description. It's only $2. It's seriously awesome. And we talk about the law of compounding and, and the power of tiny steps and tiny little bits compounding over and over again. We refer to this when it comes to compounding interest. I think it was James Clear, or maybe it was in the compound effect by, ooh, what's his name? Ooh, I forgot. By someone. In the, in the book, The Compound Effect, he talks about if a plane goes just like one degree to the right or to the left, it will end up in a completely different place. So those small degrees, those little bits really make a difference if you are consistent with them. And I want to remind you as well, which I've told my clients all the time, consistent does not mean constant. You don't have to be showing up like everywhere all the time, 100%, right? But whatever you're doing, commit to doing it on a regular basis, whatever that regular basis is for you. So if you're like, oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to have a podcast. I really wanted to do two podcast episodes a week when I started this podcast, but I'm forcing myself to limit myself to one because just doing the podcast is not the only part. And until I have a really good way to promote this podcast on a regular basis, and I have like decent conversion to SEO blogs and things like that, which is, again, I'm in the process of revamping my website. So I'm just not doing it as much as I like would have liked to do it as far as turning my podcast into SEO optimized blog posts and things like that. But I know that the po just recording the podcast is the least of it. It's really the promotion afterwards that makes the difference. And so I'm like forcing myself to hold back and be like, okay, if you want to do two podcast episodes, maybe you can do that in 2024. But let's just get into a really good flow right now and make sure that you have the support to be able to promote it on a regular basis and have the content to be able to promote it on a regular basis and all that fun stuff. So that is for me, this is, I know I could be consistent with one podcast a week. I know that, right? I know I can batch whatever. If I batch four podcasts, now I've, I have all my podcasts for a month, right? Whereas if it was two, two a week, then I'd have to do eight. And four, I could probably do in a day or two. I don't know if I could do eight. And so I really want to set myself up for success. And the way to do that is to start with a goal, but don't make the goal too crazy and big because odds, it's like going from eating burgers and french fries and milkshakes every day to then going 
keto, right? It's a huge, maybe not such a difference because you're eating burgers anyway, but whatever. You get my point. It's a huge, it's going to be a huge shift and it's very shocking. And you might be able to do it for a little while, but if you go so extreme in such an extreme direction, this is not something that can really last long term. So I want you to think about what small actions can you take? What is your end goal? And we're going to talk about this in the next habit of highly successful clients. What is your end goal and what steps are actually going to get you there and what is just distraction? And that is probably, my coach Julie has always said, like being able to ignore distractions and refuse to be distracted is probably one of the superpowers of successful entrepreneurs because you're able to just stay the course. And again, I'm saying this to myself as well. I am so distracted. I have ADHD. I want to do every strategy. I want to try everything. I want to learn everything. That is my personality. But what I found is that when I'm able to really stay the course and push through, which I mentioned in my episode, I forgot which episode it was, but I think it was about like staying till the finish line, right? Staying until the end of a launch, even though it felt like it wasn't working, which it did end up working really well. It's definitely a father would say from Calvin and Hobbes, which is, oh my God, I love Calvin and Hobbes. I'm, I'm such a nerd, but I loved it as a teenager and I love it now. He's always like, builds character. It really does build character. Right. When going through that, that, that process of, oh my God, what if I did this different thing? And then it's like, no, wait, do you want to do this different thing? Is this really going to take in the direction you want? This is going to just distract you from the project you're currently in the middle of. And then deciding which thing is going to be more important, which thing is actually the priority here. And I'm not saying that it's not possible. It's something will come along that will be absolutely perfect for you. But I really find that kind of staying the course and staying consistent on a regular basis and committing. Right now we have our sales, our uh, September sales challenge going on in CEO Mom Academy. And the goal, like literally the, the challenge is showing up and selling every day, which means showing up and making an offer every day, whether that's publicly or whether it's behind the scenes, sending a follow-up, sending a private invitation to a new offer, adding a CTA to your Instagram stories, whatever it is, showing up and making an offer every single day for the rest of September. And I'm committing to it too, by the way. So if you find me not doing that, then feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram and say, hey, I didn't notice you selling today. But because it's going to be a little difficult because we have a lot of holidays happening. But I'm still committing to it because I know that I have to walk the walk if I'm talking the talk. And I want my clients to see that those small daily actions will compound over time. And it may not take 14 days or 21 days or 30 days, but the longer you do it, the longer you'll see those results just piling up little by little. So that is the second thing, right? Taking the small steps that compound, even if they're not seeing immediate results. The third habit of highly successful clients and the thing that my, my successful clients have had in common is looking at the long-term game instead of the right now. How does, like I just said this, so it's funny, a lot of these tie into each other, but how does what you're currently doing align with your longer-term goals? Are you taking on clients that aren't a good fit for your new direction? Are you putting energy into a platform that you don't intend to maintain because just because it's trendy and you're like, ooh, maybe I'll try it. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't try new things. Again, I'm, gonna, I'm about to do a TikTok challenge with my friend, Christina Scalera. And I'm doing it because I really want to see if this really will work. Can I really direct people to make purchases directly from TikTok? It is completely an experiment, completely. But am I going to be putting like all my effort into it? No, I'm putting a 10 minutes a day of effort into it. Maybe 20 if I want to follow up and answer people's comments and things. But either way, I want you to think about like, how does what I'm doing right now fit into my long-term picture? And another thing, another question is, can you look at new offer launches as a way to validate it for the long term rather than just the results that you're getting now? So let's say you launch something. Let's say you launch a workshop, right? And you get, I don't know, 100 people hit the checkout page and 10 people sign up for your workshop for $27. You've made $270, which is 
fun. Okay, it's cool. It's not, yeah, it's not a crap ton, but it's a decent amount. And what you've just verified is that 10% of people who hit your page have purchased your workshop, which is an amazing conversion rate. So now instead of being like, oh, I only made $270, really I wanted 100 people to buy it to make, so I can make, uh, I don't know, 10, whatever, $2,700. Instead, you could be like, oh, great. Now I know that this is something that like really converts. This is, I validated this workshop. Now, how can I turn this workshop into a longer term funnel? Maybe a funnel that I'm going to run evergreen traffic to, whether it's with ads or with, with a freebie in front of it or whatever. And how can I utilize this workshop to now sell more down the line? So my client, Beth, last last Black Friday, created a couple of new offers. So she's a content and SEO strategist. And, and she created a bunch of really great self-study offers for Black Friday. And she did not hit her sales goals. I'm not going to go deep into it, but she didn't. She wanted to make a certain amount and she didn't make that certain amount. But she made enough sales that she realized it was something that was in demand. And so what she did, she just finished doing it just recently, was she actually turned it into a passive income funnel because her ads were doing really well to her free her free resource. So she stuck this funnel on the back of it and now she can generate leads on the front end, make some sales on the back end and potentially warm people up to become higher ticket clients for her. So that is an example. And I remember at the time when she was a little disappointed, I was like, look at the bigger picture here. Black Friday is just one part of the bigger picture in the greater ecosystem of your business and of your sales. And if you are are willing to look at this as an opportunity to validate offers rather than, oh, this is going to be like the big windfall of cash, which it may it may or may not be. It's either it's it's definitely possible. It really depends, honestly, on your audience and how much you've primed them and like how big it actually is, because numbers are numbers. But if you're able to look at this on, like in the long term when it comes to, OK, how can I use this to move people up the ladder towards my higher ticket services, then you can consider this a complete win because you've made enough sales to validate this offer. Speaking of the long game, how would you like to run a Black Friday sale like Beth that you can turn into longer term sales down the line? That's exactly what I'll be teaching you in my Q4 Sales Money Mind, which starts tomorrow, Wednesday, September 13th. In the two-week Money Mind, I'll be teaching a masterclass sharing exactly how I generated almost 15K in Black Friday sales, almost completely hands-off, and the exact strategy behind different types of sales offers, and of course, how to decide which ones are right for you. You'll also get two weeks of Telegram group coaching with me, two coaching calls to workshop the strategies, plus my Black Friday email and post wipes to make it super easy for you to have a profitable Q4. It's currently $77, but will be going up to $111 on September 13th, so grab it while you can. Let's explode your Q4 sale this year and create a cash injection that keeps on giving. Now, back to the show. So the next habit of highly successful clients is that they focus on the business model that makes sense for them instead of the ones that look sexy but won't actually work for their stage of life. So I know that back when I, towards the beginning of my business, 2017, 2018, what I was told was that the key to success and what I wanted to work towards was having a million-dollar agency. And I was working towards that and trying to close clients and make bigger packages and be like, oh, I need to hire this and I need to hire that. And then what I realized was, honestly, I didn't want a million-dollar agency. I didn't want it. I had plenty of people to manage in my day-to-day life. I did not feel like running a huge company. And so I started narrowing down my services so that I didn't have to hire out so much. Oops. I started narrowing down my services so I didn't have to hire out so much. And I ended up, when I got pregnant with my daughter, just literally product just 
niching down to one thing, which is basically launch strategy and launch copy. Okay, so it was two things, but they worked together. Launch strategy and launch copy. And that was that was basically my productized service, okay? And this is what I teach in CEO Mom Academy is how to create your productized premium service and book it out. And that was what I did. But so million dollar big agency was not a good fit for me. Another thing that did not end up being a good fit for me at certain points in my life was VIP days. And I mentioned this before, but I was doing VIP days. They worked very well for me before I got, before I had my baby. And then I was doing a VIP day with a client when my daughter was six weeks old and I ended up a complete mess. It was just like, I was doing it online. I was doing it just by audio. I wasn't even on video, but just trying to run a VIP day. I did not have a babysitter with me because she was still very tiny. She was nursing every two and a half hours. I ended up, I was like nursing her. I was changing her. I was changing a blowout. I was burping her, putting her to sleep, pumping. It was like, I was. I did all that. Like I had, I had like almost like an entire day's cycle, probably two within the five hours of our VIP day. And I realized that while VIP days worked very well for me, when I had very predictable schedules, okay, I know my kids are going to bed at a certain time. I know that I don't have babies waking up in the middle of the night. I don't have a baby with me all day that has a very unpredictable schedule. I realized that at that particular season of life, it was not going to work for me. Same thing with, again, like with sales calls. If you're building a sales call business model, then and you don't have time to do sales calls, then you have to either eliminate the sales calls by selling things that don't need sales calls, eliminate the sales calls by setting up enough front-end marketing that it does most of the selling for you and you can just close in the DMs without having to 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 host a whole long sales call. Or you have to hire a sales team, which is going to cut into your profits. And you have to also hire them and train them and 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 they may not work out. So you have to figure out, okay, fine, is this going to actually work for me or not? So on the subject of VIP days, I remember I had some clients who were trying to like offer their services in day rate packages. Okay, so we are going to look at this project and our proposal is going to it's going to be four day rates of whatever it is, $2,000 each, $2,500 each, whatever it is. But then what they realized was that was also stressing them out a lot because they felt like their creativity was being constrained into a short period of time because they were done for your service providers. And when you work in a creative space, like sometimes you just need you need you just need time to literally sit and stare out the window and I don't know knit a sweater. Okay, maybe not knit a sweater. Or wake up in the middle of the night with a really great idea and be like, "Oh my gosh, this would be perfect to stick into that email." So, they realized that doing day rates didn't work for them because it really stifled their creativity and actually limited their ability to get their client results. What they did was they started selling VIP weeks instead. So it's like a whatever it is, a funnel in a week. And then they were like, they knew that was going to give them enough time to leave like leave space for that creativity. So while doing a day rate might work for a different kind of person, it just didn't work for them. And, and that's okay. My point is, I'm a big fan of VIP days and I'm a, you know, a big fan of sales calls if they work, right? And if you enjoy doing them. But if if that doesn't work for you, then you have to make a change. So my clients that actually that actually have been succeeding and moving towards their goals, the ones that are focusing on what makes actual sense for them, instead of the ones that are just like, oh my gosh, but this cool guru business like coach does this or or why I saw that other person doing this and she started at the same time as me. It doesn't really matter, okay? Because that person is in a different space. She has different responsibilities. She has just different everything. And I remember talking to one of my to my coach uh, a while ago, and I was like feeling really like blah because I was taking a masterclass from someone, and I realized that this person actually started in the online space after me. So I actually started earlier than her, and she was like further ahead in quotes in her business than I was. And then 
my coach was like, okay, but how many children does she have? And I was like, one. And he's little. So she goes, okay, so you're saying she had a few years in her business before she even had kids. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, so you're comparing the amount of growth with someone who, who had zero children or one child to yours while you were basically full-time running a family. And I was like, yeah, when you put it that way. And I know this, but sometimes you just get in your head about it. But what I have to realize is everyone has their own divine timeline. Everyone has their own way things are supposed to happen. And the only way to be able to really achieve your version of success is to focus on what will actually create that version of success for you. And that's going to be different for every person, okay? Which is why I don't teach this is the only business model you can have, right? Because everyone's going to be in a different place. A course-based business model might be great for someone who has a lot of money to put in at the beginning of their business for development and for ads and for getting front-end traffic and for building an audience. But someone who just needs to add a few more thousand dollars to their bottom line every month, that's probably not going to be the best thing to start with. So I'm very against the this is the only way business model thing because I just don't, I don't like it. It's going to be different for each person. Again, successful clients focus on the business model that will make sense for them instead of the ones that will will look cool but don't necessarily make sense for their life. The next habit of highly successful clients is that they double down on what works instead of trying new things all the time. Again, speaking to myself, I am, again, such a sucker for new things. I'm the most shiny object, squirrely person you could ever imagine, and it's literally a constant internal battle for me. And I'm just sharing that here because like, it, it is what it is. I, and most of my clients are the same, honestly. And I'm all for trying new things, but my most successful clients have seen what got them clients and did it more and did it better and doubled down. One of my clients, Pam, she is an amazing designer and she started showing up weekly on Facebook Live once a week. She's like, this is what I can do. This is how I can start showing up once a week, maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It was not very long. And she ended up, this was during Q3, I think last year. And she ended up having, I remember I was talking about if you're going through a Q3 slump, because that happens to people, right? During the summer, it could be a little less busy and that's okay and that's normal. She had her busiest quarter to date that year because she was able to be showing up and she saw that when she was showing up on live, people were coming on, people were asking questions, people were seeing her as an expert. She was able to um, start conversations. It was just a really beautiful thing. And she was like, okay, now I know that this really works. And she kept doing it. So for me, I know that when I get people in a room with me, they tend to upgrade. I have sold people into $7,500 offers, into $10,000 offers, from a $27 to $47 front end workshop or conference or whatever. Literally, like this is how it happens. I know when people, when I get people into a room with me and they've paid something to get into a room with me, they are much more likely to upgrade into something else or to continue wanting to work with me because I'm able to really show what I'm able to really show, like how it's to be coached by me. And they're able to see, hey, is she does she, do I vibe with her and do I like her values and do I like her style? And that is just a really great way for people to see, number one, if you know your stuff and number two, if they just vibe, they just mesh with you. And that is what I do, honestly. Now, that's what I'm doing on a regular basis because it freaking works, okay? It freaking works. My, my last, like I said, my last, in my last launch, 80% of the people who joined CMA in my last launch had upgraded to the VIP level, 80%, Okay had upgraded to the VIP level of my challenge. And that just says it all. Because we, we got on, we had three extra coaching calls. Actually, maybe I think we had four extra coaching calls. We, I hot-seated. We had a Telegram group chat. It was amazing. And it's like the Q, Q4 Money Mind, honestly. But this is just like the Q4 Money Mind is its own thing. It's, it's its own training. It's not like a free challenge and then an upgrade. It's just its own training. But I just know that this is the best way 
to attract the right fit clients. And I and, and the truth is like the people I've brought in have been amazing. They've been amazing. I just, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with my clients. I freaking love them. I love answering their questions. I love like seeing their wins. I love seeing them every week on our calls because the people who vibed with me were, were able to see that very clearly and they, were, and they just joined. There is nothing wrong with trying new things, but you must be constantly like, again, being aware on looking at what you're doing and optimizing it and seeing what works and, and debriefing. Every time I do a launch, every time I sell something, I will look back and like, if it didn't work, it could be hard. It could be annoying. It could be frustrating. It can make you feel like, oh my God, I failed. But it is crucial. It is crucial to be able to look back at what worked and at what didn't work because now you can see um, where your gaps are, where, where your zones of genius are and everything in between and what makes the most sense for you to double down on. So that is the uh, fifth habit of uh, highly su- successful clients. They double down on what works for them instead of trying new things all the time. The, la- the second to last one, okay, is they use life challenges as a way to solidify their why and spur them towards success and not as an excuse. Now, I'm not going to say, I, I really hate when people are like, oh, your children are just excuses, whatever, blah, blah, blah. No, okay, my, my kids are not excuses. They're a reality, okay? That being said, I've been, able to make my, I've been able to make money with many children at home with me all the time. Like, it's happened. It's literally happened. So I have proven that it can be done with kids home with me, not home with me, baby to t- teenager, everything in between. So one of my clients, I'm not going to use, I'm not going to mention her name, but she, one of her, her, she has a brother who's very ill. And she, at one point, had to go, she went, she went down to visit him and to spend time with him. And he's really not doing well. And so instead of using her brother's illness as a motivation to be like, okay, forget it. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this business. She uses it as a motivation to keep going and build the business that supports her freedom. Instead of giving up, oh, I can't do this. She actually doubled down and was like, no, this is why this is so important. This is why I need to keep going because I would not be able to do this if I had a job. I would not be able to just go down and visit him if I had a job. I would need to, you know, take vacation time or whatever. So she was able to reframe her difficult life challenge as a way to solidify her why instead of using it as a reason to give up on her dream. And if you are able to do that, if you're able to reframe your challenges, if you're able to reframe your experiences as as almost like proof, okay, and verification that you need to be going in the direction that you're going in, then that is going to be such a better way to look at things. It's going to be such a much better way to deal with things instead of being like, oh my God, this thing happened, that thing happened. I Honestly, I, I remember I was going through a launch recently. I forgot which one it was, honestly. And I was, and I remember being like to my coach, and again, I speak to my coach like all the time. And I was like, I can't, like this launch, like every time I launch something, something happens. But like whatever, my husband just randomly has the entire week, is, is working like double shifts the whole week or one of my kids gets sick or, or whatever. Some, something always happens to keep me from doing it. I feel like I'm being sabotaged. I feel like I'm being sabotaged by God, which is a horrible thing to say. I, I didn't really mean it, but I, was, I just felt very frustrated. And my coach said, what if you, and I mentioned this in last week's CEO Mom Confidential newsletter. So if you're not on my email list, then join my email list. There's a couple links below that you can join with. I mentioned this. Something happening during my launch is my normal. I have to plan every launch I do, every promotion I do, every project I, every project I plan for something to happen. So I have to assume that something is going to happen probably last minute because that's life. And I have to prepare for that and make space for that and be able to just literally factor that into my into my long-term strategy. 
and be like, okay, so I need to give myself, I'm going to give myself an extra week. I want to have this ready two weeks earlier instead of one week earlier because something will probably happen. And I also have to understand that I have to be flexible and sometimes things are going to be have to happen last minute. I'm going to have to change something last minute. In my last launch, I ended up, because of something that was going on at the time, ended up writing every, almost every email the day I sent it. The day I sent it. Okay, you know what? It was a successful launch anyway. It was great. It was a great launch. I, I enjoyed it. Okay. So I, I could take that as, oh my God, you see what happens? Everything always goes wrong for me. Or I could be like, this is just my life. It's not going wrong. This is just literally life with five children. As a full-time parent of five children, this is just my life. It is what it is. And I have to, I, I'm just going to, that I'm going to plan as if that is my baseline normal. If something doesn't happen, that's going to be amazing. That's not even in the expectations whatsoever. So again, sixth habit of highly successful clients is using challenges in their lives as a way to solidify their why rather than using them as a reason to give up. And last but absolutely not least is they take ownership of their results. Coaches are not saviors. I feel like I need to like put this on a post-it and just like stuff it in everyone's face. (laughs) And mine too. Coaches are not going to, a coach is not a savior. Okay. A coach is not going to pull you out of, out of the, out of a hole. Coaches are the ones who are going to be up there saying, ooh, what if you, I see you're in this hole. This is the big, this is, okay, this is a problem, but here, how, here's how can we solve it? Can you look around? Do you see anything you can use to climb onto? Do you think you can dig into the wall and maybe use it as a way to build a kind of like dirt ladder? Like this is not, we are not, our goal is not to keep pulling you back out of a hole. It is to, it is to support you as you bring yourself further and further. As you climb higher and higher up the mountain, we are like next to you, cheering you on, giving the best advice, saying, hey, I've climbed up this mountain before. Probably best to put your foot there and put that foot there so that you don't fall down. Taking ownership means asking for advice, using your intuition to listen as needed, and then owning the result of what happens. It does not mean blaming your coach because she gave you the wrong advice. Okay, we can only give um, advice and, and coaching with the information that we have and with the experience that we have, right? We are not infallible. We're not God. And, and if you are able to truly be like, okay, I'm here as a coach, I'm hiring a coach um, and a community and a mastermind or whatever it is you join as a support and not as a way to like a, like an SOS, like a last ditch effort, that is going to be a much, much healthier way to actually build your business. And I've never, and I've been in programs that I've not gotten what I expected out of them. I've never blamed the coach and said, oh, they must not be great or whatever. I've just been like, okay, now I know that here's why I joined. This is what I thought I was going to get out of it. I didn't get this out of it. Unless it was obviously something that was clearly terrible or clearly badly done. But overall, I don't tend to invest in things that are clearly terrible and badly done. And if I do, I'm like, so either I'll be like, this is just a terrible quality like offer. This is a terrible quality, I don't know, product. I'm not going to buy from this coach again. And then I move on with my life. Or I'll be like, okay, I thought that this was going to get me what I wanted. It didn't. Here's, and let me dig into why. Was I not able to implement it because of certain things that are going on in my life? Was it just not a strategy that was actually going to work for me? And then you move on with that information. That is called taking ownership of your results. Okay? And I've had coaches who I really vibed with and I have coaches that I really did not. And that is not, that has nothing to do with who they are as a person and how good they are as a coach. It could just mean that they're just not a good fit for you. And that's fine. Okay? But that is something that you have to figure out yourself. You're in charge of your life. You're an adult. Okay? So the last habit of highly successful clients is taking ownership of their results. 
and taking ownership of the fact that they are the CEO of their business and they are the CEO of their life. And if you notice, none of these had anything to do with how much money they were actually making. I'm not saying you're likely to be successful if you have a lot of money. Obviously, there are going to be so many other things that are indicators of success. But these are the common denominators that came to mind when I thought about all my clients that I was proud of. And speaking of my clients, again, I would love, love, love to invite you to be one of them for just $77. Try me out. I would love to get to know you. I'd love for you to get to know me. My Q4 Sales Money Mind kicks off tomorrow, September 13th. And not only will I be teaching my five-figure Black Friday strategies that I've, I literally implemented while preparing for a bar mitzvah and an entire side of the family descending upon us and hosting and cooking and baking and managing people. And I was able to do that literally with all this stuff going on. So I'll be teaching that strategy, but you will also be getting two weeks of group coaching with me for a completely bananas investment. Like normally my, my clients who are getting weekly calls with me are currently paying five ninety seven a month. That is going to be going up in 2024. For my, in my mastermind, I'm not going to be offering weekly. Um, I'm not going to be offering weekly calls probably in any mastermind every single week anymore. But you get $77 for two weeks of coaching with me, and you get to see what it's like to be in my coaching containers. You get to connect and collaborate with other incredible business owners. I know a lot of the business owners who are in there; they are amazing. So just hop over to yalbanhead.com/moneymind and let's create sales like crazy in Q4. Check out the Money Mind. Shoot me a message on Instagram if you have any questions about it. I'm there. I'm answering questions all day and all day tomorrow. And I cannot wait to see you in there. And of course, please let me know what you thought of this episode, if this resonated with you. And of course, if you have a friend who you think would benefit from this or you just feel like you want to share it, please feel free to just send them a message with the link or post it on Instagram stories and tag me. I would love, love, love to see what you got out of it. And I would love to just have a chat and talk about how you define success and how you would view success for yourself in, in your life and in your business. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll see you later. I can't thank you enough for listening to Raising Your Business. I hope this episode has inspired you to take another step towards building a business and life that you love and growing your income in a way that works for you and your family. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review and let's connect on Instagram. Screenshot and share it on Instagram stories 